This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just like Jeremy Doku going up against James Milner, it's non-stop action. Stick around as we mop up the rest of the talking points from the Brighton game and wrap up things with another game of Who Am I? It's Tuesday the 24th of October. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. I'm Ollie McCool. And this is the City Report Podcast. Here for Gundogan! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastball in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Champions of England, FA Cup winners... Welcome back, everybody, to the second episode of the week. Adam, you and Joe, who was, I didn't even realise, the birthday boy yesterday. So belated happy birthday to our very own Joe Ricci. Did a fantastic job on Monday's episode, just going over that Brighton win, City getting back to winning ways. So um, back-to-back showings for you this week. You're uh, up to full match match fitness, I'm guessing, and we're, um, we're good to go again. I am today. Uh, I was not yesterday. The mm. pe- peek behind the curtain for listeners, Amos and I were meant to record early yesterday. And then when <laughs> I arose from what I might call a coffin and not a bed uh, on sun- <laughs> Sunday morning, I was not physically able to record a podcast for 30 minutes without having to pop off to another mm. room, as one might might say. I think the final count of rearranged times it was meant to be recorded got to three. Oh, it might have been four. I can't quite remember, but it was certainly um, it was certainly quite a few. Uh, Ollie, welcome back. We your weekend antics as exciting as well. I was going to say as exciting, but Adams, as he mentioned, Portland Timbers making an absolute cock up of qualifying or not qualifying for the oh, MLS wee, playoffs. Whoa, whoa, Did you have any? <laughs> he's coming back for it again um did you have any more excitement going on in your weekend 
Honestly, I don't really think I did. Nothing, nothing that can compare to, uh, you know, what Adam went through and the state he's been in to have to rearrange a podcast a few times. I mean, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, good weekend. The Ollie McCool derby as such, as we talk, <laughs> yeah. as I, as I like to call it. And nobody the else lesser does. known but, variation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I just can't think of a player that's played for City and Brighton off the top of my head, but you know. We'll go with it. But no, good weekend. There's that fella, one, the Richards, that, that Richards fella. James Milner. James Milner, yeah. Oh, um, Milner, of course, yeah. Yeah, what was he White called? from my memory. The, the, the Richards fella, who was an academy player. He went to Brighton. Um, oh. I think he's, he's since left to Ipswich, maybe. Um, this, Taylor. This shows, Taylor. Yes. Yes, was it Taylor? Something like that. It. It should, yeah, just, just just Taylor. Um, that's his only name. But yeah, it, it's a lesser sort of trodden path. It has to be said. So yeah, maybe it is the only McCall Derby. That, let, let's go with that one. Um, okay, we'll, we'll mop up the talking points. Like I said, if you haven't already, go back and listen to Monday's episode. That sort of went over the main structural issues to speak about. City obviously refer, uh, returning to that three-five two-ish kind of formation and we'll go over anyway for the game against Brighton with John Stones back in the squad but I wanted to pick up straight away Ollie on um Mr Erling Haaland because obviously he's we've not had we've not been short of conversations about him so far this season and and generally speaking they've been on the on the bad side he's been saying you know he can do much more he should be he should be contributing goals he should be getting in better positions etc etc for my money, I know the, the City uh, in the stadium gave it to Doku. I think he was man of the match for me. I was so impressed with the way he was sort of linking up play. He made City look so much more fluid. And in a game against Brighton, that is something that we spoke about on the previous show, was going to be needing to be done. So I, I, I left the stadium thinking that is that is peak Erling Haaland. And obviously with the Ballon d'Or approaching as well, a timely reminder that he is in fact the, uh, the number one candidate, or at least should be, because we know where it's going anyway. Yeah, I mean, we've all, as you were saying, we've all spoken about Erling Haaland on this podcast, you know, episodes we've all hosted and been on saying we're just waiting for him to look like the Erling Haaland of last season. Um, you know, you know, you don't want to call what th- I, think, I think it was three Premier League games a barren run without goals. But, you know, for Erling Haaland and the records <laughs> he set, well, broken and then set himself, um, it is, you know, three games without, without mm. a goal for him. But, um, and what a belter to, you know, kick, mm. kick him back into life. You know, second outside of the box goal for City. Um, you know, didn't have enough height in it to be an official Thunder Bastard, but um, a brilliant goal <laughs> nonetheless. And yeah, but th- like you're saying, the most impressive thing was his link-up play. You know, I saw an average position after the game and he was, I think he was the second or third highest player on the pitch. You know, he really was dropping into it a lot and you could see him what he's working on his defensive attributes mm. and he's working on that side of the game a lot more it's you know not I don't want to say being drilled into him finally because he's shown highlights of it and glimpses of it in the past but a very all a very good all-round performance from Erling Haaland and we all know he's capable of it we all know he's capable of putting in these you know all-conquering performances you know on both sides of the ball but um it's just fantastic to see after especially after the criticism he's had you know from silly people in the media other fan bases and from some city fans as well you know there's been a lot of chat oh we should just sell him to real madrid already grow up you know is this is a guy who scored 36 go- <laughs> this is a guy who scored 36 premier league goals last season um whether he hits those heights again this season is yet to be seen but what is it nine goals nine premier league games for our number nine i don't think that's mm. too bad really 
I know. I'm I'm going I'm taking it anyway. Um I'm put it that way, I'm not complaining. Um yeah, I don't think it was quite a thunder bastard. What could we call it? A thunder twat. Um is that, is that fair? <laughs> you've just knocked <laughs> you've just had your own thunder bastard of your own sending your micro- microphone flying across the room. Um I'll I'll keep the expletives out of it, I guess. I'll um but yeah, it was it was a really good performance and, and Adam, um I, I'm I the bit I was most impressed about, as as we've mentioned, was that link up play because Sometimes I feel like we've seen Erling Haaland in, so especially last season, if Erling Haaland was dropping deep, it meant City weren't playing well. But without Kevin De Bruyne in the team, there is that, that link up play between defence, midfield attack, which, you know, he is usually the transition man and it has disappeared a little bit. So it is a bit more vital for Haaland to be the man who comes back, he collects the ball. And there's a few touches um, he had in and around mid- midfield. I mean, he made 100% passing accuracy, which is it can be sort of a, a hollow stat at times, but he made 11 passes. Now, on the surface of it in a Guardiola team, that's you know, pretty shoddy. But when it's your centre forward, your six foot four centre forward, it's encouraging to see that side of his game start to come out a little bit more. I guess the issue will be can he translate that going down the line when the teams go back to doing that sort of 11 men behind the ball? Because as we know, as you spoke about yesterday as well, Brighton did allow that space. So the test will come with time, but I was pleased because I felt like it had to be a big performance from him given what had happened before the international break. Yeah, I think. The most important thing with Holland when it comes to developing these traits that you kind of need to be a city center forward, we have to remember how young he is and and really how raw he was when City signed him. You know, mm. it was such a big deal when City signed him. It felt like we were signing a 29 year old Ballon d'Or winner. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but that's just not the case. You know, he was he was always going to come in and take time to learn skills that he didn't need at Borussia Dortmund. He didn't need in Salzburg. Um, you know, I think we saw it best in the Arsenal game at home last season when he, I think it was the first goal where he, mm. you know, uh, he controlled a, a long ball from Ederson and then put De Bruyne in behind and, and they go up 1-0. So, yeah, he, he's mm. getting a lot better at that. And it's it's interesting because it felt like in the early days of Holland, if he, like you said, if he was dropping deep to get the ball, it was maybe out of frustration that he wasn't getting any service in behind. And just to get himself involved, he would drop deep. But actually against Brighton, there was multiple times. You may not have seen it from from down in your little corner, but on TV you could see it, <laughs> um, that Pep was instructing him to drop deep. You know, he was t- he was yelling to him, and then Holland was kind of looking at him like, me? You want me to go back there? <laughs> um, and he did, and, and he ended up on maybe two or three different occasions. He ended up like on a line with Rodri and Stones and, mm. and players like that. Um, he didn't always get the ball, but but like you said, what it does is it, it drags players out of position. It lets players like Doku and Alvarez and Foden get in behind potentially. So um, mm-hmm. if it's something that he can master, whether it's two or three years down the line, that he can drop in and he can, you know, take these these ferocious Rodri passes right into his feet and turn and play people in. I mean, it's a, it's a whole new weapon in City's arsenal that um, they haven't had. And, and it really is almost, dare I say it, it'll be like a new signing if he can drop Wait, in. <laughs> um, there's but, the klaxon. There's but, the uh, klaxon. No, look, he, he's still, everyone has to remember that he's still young and he's still developing these traits and he, he's coming into a system he'd never had to play before in probably all 20 of his years before he signed the club. But um, the progress is is pretty amazing. Yeah, um, interesting. Just flirting a little 
sort of thing we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks. I had a chat with Lars Sivertsen, who is obviously a, a sort of very respected journalist, but also, more importantly, in this case, Norwegian. And we spoke about Erling Haaland. He's got a book coming out. And, and I spent a good hour or so chatting with him about that. That, that episode is to come, um, I think it's in, in next week. So listen out for that. But essentially, one of the, the crux of the conversation was how this fella, since he broke through as a kid basically at his local team in Norway has just constantly had an appetite to improve and I, I think Oli we saw didn't we on the Champions League final um, when he spoke to Henri City had just won the treble and he's there speaking to Thierry Henry, one of the greatest of all time, about how he how he can improve. And and this is this is the, this is the fellow we're dealing with here. Dare write him off for three matches when he doesn't score, or however long it was. I can't remember the exact stat, but dare write him off because this guy is not only just one of the best talents. He is he, he's got an appetite like I, I don't think I've seen a City player before. Um, in fact, in terms of a willingness to constantly want to improve, and I mean, I think it was yesterday we saw a was it a doctor. Dre beats advert or something like that. Um, I can't remember, but you know he featured in that and essentially said the same. You know, look, I'm 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 here to turn the the city blue again and world football blue. So lucky Jose, I guess is what I'm saying. After um after everyone was writing him off. Yeah, I mean, what a way to kind of bring yourself back into the, into the frame. You know, great goal, great performance at Brighton, and then you know a day later you're in an advert with LeBron James advertising beats, and that it's all it. about yeah, how you it. are. You are one of the best sports people in the world. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know much about the NBA, but everyone knows LeBron James is one of the absolute greats. Of he sounds sport. like a good fellow, do not he? Yeah, I've heard his name. For I sure. know he's the he's the Christian Pulisic of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, um, I'm, getting like, that, I'm getting on a t-shirt. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. But you know, this this is the point. You know, we're we're dealing with one of the future greats of this sport, one of the greats in his position of of well, probably the greatest in his generation in his position. He came to Manchester City for Pep Guardiola to improve as a football player. If he wanted an easier career, if he wanted to just win a load of trophies, earn a load of money, and you know, just stick at what with what he's good at, he could have gone to a Real Madrid. He could have gone to, I don't know, Chelsea a couple of years ago when they came in for him. Um, however real that was, there was a lot of links. Mm-hmm. You know, He could have gone to any other club and he wouldn't be half the player he is if he didn't have Pep Guardiola fighting for him. And this is the thing, you know, no matter how much longer Pep stays at City, the progress Erling Haaland's going to make in that year, two years, or whether it's even longer, is going to be ridiculous. And it just shows mm-hmm. the kind of level and temperament we're dealing with when it comes to Erling Haaland you know he's so laser focused you know there's a reason why we all call him a robot there's a reason why we all call it you know he gets nicknames like the Terminator and stuff because he is just so laser focused on his targets you know and he's and he says I do have gold targets but I'm not telling anyone he knows in his head what he's got to do to improve and you can see how much it frustrates him when he's having a bad game when he misses Mm. when he misses an obvious chance because there's so many times this season already where we've gone, oh, you should just be burying that. And, you know, last season he would have. But he's obviously learned from that and he's using it to overcome. You know, imagine winning a treble and then still finding things that you've got to <laughs> overcome. You know, finding yourself with new motivation, mm. new ideas. I mean, this, I just, I, I, I'm, you're in awe of him all the time, not just because he's a physical freak, not just because he's an absolute god on the pitch, but you just you listen to his interviews, even though sometimes they are monosyllabic and they are a bit monotone, but there's sometimes just some absolute gems in there, some gem mm. quotes. And that one with Henri after the Champions League final, I think it just sums it up. You know, he's someone who truly appreciates the greats of this sport and wants to learn from them. 
and we've seen and we've seen this be a common thread for City players, especially under Pep Guardiola. You come to Pep Guardiola City to improve as a football player and to win a load of trophies and to earn a lot of money. You don't do it to just do two of the three. Um, mm. It's I, you can't speak enough good um, enough good things about Erling Haaland. Um, just his whole persona. I just I, lo- I love the guy. Um, and however much longer he's here for, you know, we are absolutely blessed. But it is going to be damning if he moves on in just a couple of years and, you know, that, and whoever gets him next, probably Real Madrid, gets an absolute monster. I mean, Erling Haaland, just sign the 10 year contract, mate. Just get, mm. just get it in front of him. Just let, you know, not to go full Rio Ferdinand, but let him write whatever he wants on there. Cause you would, wouldn't you? He's just that, he's yeah. just that level of a player. He's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I think, I think I'd sooner see him go to Alitifak or Alitihad than anyone else in European football because to see him do what he's done with City at another club will just be will just be um, heartbreaking. And, and similarly, actually, Adam, um, finally, before we go on to, on to the second part of today's show, Julian Alvarez, because he's another person who has, has for me, gone under the radar completely. Um, another goal for him. How, how important is his contribution to Erling Haaland this season because Kevin De Bruyne went out injured. Obviously, that was damning at the time. We had our own opinions whether or not he was rushed back and and, and whether or not there was a, a case that he didn't have to play as soon as he did following the injury in the Champions League final. But for Julian Alvarez to come in and play for all intents and purposes out of position, it just gives that extra protection, I feel like, that extra bit of work rate that Erling Haaland doesn't have to give, but also can't really give. I think there's a difference between Haaland dropping into midfield to collect the ball and link up with Doku, as opposed to dropping into midfield, trying to do that legwork of a midfielder, um, which obviously Alvarez does, and, and another goal for him. With Rodri, I think he's probably been City's most important player this season. It'll be interesting when De Bruyne does come back, what happens with the pair of them? Because I don't think on current form, and everything could change in between now and De Bruyne getting back, but I don't think in this current system, on current form, Alvarez should be taken out of the team. And that's crazy because it's De Bruyne who he walks in, doesn't he? But I guess then it will be a case, how do you fit Kevin De Bruyne in the team as well? Yeah, and I think we saw the blueprint for what Alvarez could be in the World Cup, right? When he, when he comes in mm. to get the best out of Messi, who's not going to do the most pressing. He's going to sit around and wait for his moments. And that's not to say that Erling Holland is lazy by any stretch or, any, or anything like that. Um, but, you know, Holland is, is the Tevez or sorry, Alvarez is the Tevez to Holland's Aguero, you know, Holland yeah, when, yeah. when, when city are pressing needs to be ready to be sat on the penalty box, waiting for the turnover and for service. And, and Alvarez is the man to create the turnover. Um, no, he, he's 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 so vital, and you know Pep has already said weeks ago that he's undroppable at this point. And when when you bring up mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne, um, you know in his current state, injury issues, particularly muscular in, uh, issues, you could very much see him becoming a you know sort of a deep lying playmaker. If if John Stones is going to step into midfield and sit next to Rodri, who's to say that Kevin De Bruyne doesn't just have about 15 yards of the pitch that he patrols mm. and sits and pivots and hits passes. Like, you know. a, like a quarterback. We're doing yes. the American sports references, <laughs> but I imagine I've not watched much NFL, but I imagine that's what they, that sort of player does. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I, I think maybe blue moon podcast had this exact conversation about two <laughs> weeks ago or last week, someone referenced a quarterback and, yeah. and David Mooney said, what the fuck does a quarterback do? Um, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, basically like that. You know, with, he's not going to be a player that's going to press. And it, De Bruyne has always been a really hardworking player. You know, we always see mm. him coming off the pitch with his his hair messed up and his red cheeks all puffed up, and he looks like you you ran a marathon. Um, but given the state of his body, he may come back mm. a completely different player. And he, he's not a like for like swap with Alvarez. You know, everyone's saying Alvarez is doing the De Bruyne role, but he does things De Bruyne can't do. And obviously, De Bruyne mm. does things that Alvarez will probably never be able to do. Um, mm. But yeah, he, he's so vital to the way City play now that um, the domino effect in regards to the press, the work rate, um, and having a late runner into the box if Alvarez is taken out of the team, would be pretty drastic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And and just under Bruno, it feels like his body is like that because he has been so hard working for so long. And obviously that catches up with you, even at his tender age, I guess, in terms of the sort of the grand scheme of things. He's played a lot of minutes. He's been at City now since 2015. He's going on a decade with the club and obviously he's given his all, but it will be interesting when he comes back to see that sort of that evolution, how how quickly he comes back into the team and sort of the players around him, etc, etc. But um, I guess that'll do for the Brighton Chad another shout out I mean we've got fantastic players we can't speak about them all but Phil Foden again I thought was excellent and he's quietly becoming one of those those in, in a Bernardo Silva kind of way um, undroppable not necessarily for the goals or the assists you know it won't it won't show up in the stats column but just the way he links links to, together City which has been fantastic to watch this season for me anyway um, but that'll do for part one join us in part two I'll hand over the mic as they say to Adam Booker who's going to give us another another iteration of his new famous quiz who am I? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you are new around here, please hit follow, hit subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review. We're going to jump into, as Amos said, my new famous game that I definitely stole from an NFL podcast called Who Am I? Ali and Amos, do you know the rules of the game? 
I know the rules. However, it's a bit weird me being on this side now. Yeah, how, like how do you been, feel? I've been sat in the naughty corner. Yeah. This is bizarre. I, the proper strange. I think this is probably, in our two years doing this together, the first time I've ever hosted and you're on the episode. Look, it's 2023. That's all I'm saying. We've got to be, you know, yeah. we're open. Everybody Innovation. gets their chance. Right. Uh, for the listening listener's purpose, the rules of the game are very simple. I'm going to reveal clues one by one about former or present city players and Ali and Amos and you guys at home or in your car or on your way to work will need to guess who the city player is. Now, a couple of ground rules, okay? If one of Ali or Amos takes a guess and their answer is incorrect, they will hear this sound. If that contestant gets an incorrect answer, they will have to sit out for the next clue, which means the other contestant has a chance to steal it. All right. Does that make sense, Ali and Amos? All good, man. All good. All right. Yeah. One thing I'm going to add after uh, our test run with Mulv and Joe last week, you must let me finish the full clue before you answer, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, Amos, yeah. pick a nation. Okay, I've been thinking about this, and I thought about it when I was listening to the episode with Mulv and Joe. Um, I'm, I've been loving Cole Palmer's um, performances for Chelsea since moving, so in celebration of him, um, the one that got away, I'm going for St. Kitts and Nevis. Okay. All right. Ollie, pick a nation, please. Um, I will just go simple. Just go with America. You know, show some love to you a lot. Famously not a nation. <laughs> South, North, Canada, Mexico. America, Amer- America is in the United States, yes. There we go. You can just shout out the word freedom whenever you want to answer. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want to do. I want to do that. You know, my rec- my record on these my record on these podcast quizzes is absolutely terrible. I need every advantage I can get, you know. Absolutely ready for it. Say kits and nevis. All right. <laughs> Are you guys ready for player number one? Yeah. No. <laughs> Who am I? I am currently forty five years old. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it simmer after every clue, let you digest it, let the listeners digest it. I, I could have a guess, but I'm not going to. I've, I've saw how foolish, particularly Mulve was, um, just trying to guess off every first quiz. Although it did help him out with the uh, Scott Carson one, so yes. maybe it's not a bad tactic. All right. I'm currently 45 years old. City was one of four different clubs I played for in England. Mm, interesting. So, could be the same guy. Could be the same guy. You not fancy Ollie? No. Blank. Mm. All right. This one may give it away. My first city goal silenced Old Trafford. F- freedom. M- America. <laughs> <laughs> Ali? Um, Benjani. Correct. Oh, of course, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I, thought, I, I had, I had a, a similar player from the era, um, Sean Wright Phillips. Um, Who I, was I, already I, done on the last hero. episode. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure what we were running with, but yeah. 
Damn it. All right. He's 41. I've added four years on his on his age. Damn it. Right. There we go. Ollie gets Benjani. Yep. The other clues were after leaving City, I was I was all but set to sign for Hull, but the deal fell through and I ended up in Blackburn. And at the time of him playing, <laughs> he was the third Zimbabwean to play in the Premier League. Ah, yeah, that'd have given it away. All right. Anyway, mm-hmm. good stuff. On to the next player. Here we go. I made my La Liga debut in 2017. Mm. Could be it could be my senior debut. It could just be my La Liga debut. Mm. Got the cogs wearing already. All right. Next clue. I won the 2017 under 17 euros and the 2019 under 19 euros with my nation. I could have a guess. I'm not going to. It's tense. I've it's hotting up. Yeah, I've got, I've got one idea, but I'm not confident enough yet. Okay. All right. Let it simmer. Maybe the listeners have an answer. It's simmering. Next clue. Cooking away. Another honor to my name is the 2020-2021 City Goal of the Season Award. St. Kitts and Nevis. Amos? Is it Rodri? Oh, no. It is not Rodri. Is it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Is it? Hang on. Here's the thing, Ali. You can have a guess, or I I can reveal another clue for you to shore up your answer here because Amos <laughs> cannot I'll answer. I'll I'll... Have it. Have him another. I'll give it. Let, 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 just guess. Yeah. Now. <laughs> no, I'm, I want the clue now. I want the clue. All right. You, I mean, you get a free hit. You might as well take the extra clue. Yeah. All right. Exa- exactly. Uh, exactly. Twenty twenty one. Next clue. I was letting my hubris get me there. I have I have no, I yet I, I have yet to make 100 appearances for any club that I have played for. Piss off! Oh, um, yeah, Ferran Torres. Uh, sorry, who's that? What's that buzzing sound I just heard? Could you shout out your team name, please? <laughs> oh, America, freedom, Ferran Torres. <laughs> correct oh, to the politically yes. incorrect uh, person in the middle here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That that should that should be a point deduction, sure. And what and Not what a goal it was? And it what may, a goal yeah, it was, was by the way. Goal. It may be politically it incorrect, but it is not factually <laughs> incorrect. So, uh, that's that's two nil to Ollie, which means Ollie's going to take home the trophy today. But we do have one more player. We might as well play, have a little bit more fun on this this dreary Tuesday morning in Portland. Are you guys ready for player number three? Kind of. I think, I think this is the toughest of the three. Oh, All right. I'm done then. <laughs> Player number three. There's the reason I usually host the quizzes. I made 138 Premier League appearances for City, but I made more than that for another big six club. America. Ollie? Um, I'm... Well, I've won anyway, so I'm just going to take a punt and go James Milner. I was going to say that. Mm. 
Ah. Incorrect. It, to be fair, that is probably correct about James Milner, although not down to the mm. exact number of appearances. But yeah. that is that is a good guess. All right. Ollie is out for a clue. Amos can steal it here. Next clue. I was in the PFA team of the year for the 2007-8 season. Hmm. If I guess now, though, I'm frozen out of the next round, right? If you, if you're incorrect, and if you're correct, then yeah. then you win. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to guess. I'm not going to guess. Okay. I'm playing the table. So far, for the listeners, we have. I made 138 Premier League appearances for City, but I made more than that for another big six club. I was in the PFA Team of the Year for the 2007-8 season. Next clue. Throw a little spanner in the works here. I provided the title-winning assist for my club to win the Turkish Super League title. One of four top flight league titles I won in my career. Oh, oh, I think, oh, St. Kitts and Nevis. Amos? Gail Cliche. Yes! Great answer. Great answer. Get in. That's a good answer. That is a good answer. Get in. I went and looked it up about Milner. He made 147 for City. Nine away. Ooh. So I was on the right track. But yeah, it, to be fair, I, I probably would have guessed Milner in that situation too. Mm. Mm. It came in my head. It came in my head. Although, could you imagine Milner in Turkey? The fellow would fry. <laughs> he would just be just, just disintegrate. Let, let, me, let me open this up to, uh, to discussion because my final clue for Clichy was, despite leaving the club in the summer of 2017, I'm still regarded by some as the best natural left back of the Pep Guardiola era at City. <laughs> Correct or incorrect? I mean, the options are limited. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a I mean, yeah, clue. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? Gail Cliche, maybe Kolarov, and then, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> That was good timing, that. Um, yeah, the bark says yeah, it Because it, it, it ain't Angelino. <laughs> true, true, <laughs> true. Yeah, but he might be third best. Yeah. Because mm. mm. there's one that we that doesn't mm. get to be put into the conversation. And then <laughs> there's Kolarov and Klishi, right? I mean, is there any other yeah. natural yeah. left uh, uh, back? Yeah, and he... And even then, when you think about it, um, Kolarov spent half his time at centre-back under Pep. Famously the, the, the Pep best era, yeah. Guardiola's ever had. <laughs> as he went on record as saying what. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. That was very fun. Ali, Amos, thank you. Listeners, I uh, hope you guys did well. Let us know how you've been doing with these with these quizzes uh, on Twitter, at mm. City Report Pod on all social media. Um, Ali, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. It's good to finally actually win a quiz on this podcast. <laughs> Congratulations. Finally, after many after many failed attempts, we've got one in the bag. Amos, um, a bit like Liverpool. A lesser contributor of this episode than me. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> it's okay. This is awfully weird. Um, thank you for having me. And listeners, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Until tomorrow with our Young Boys preview. See you later.
Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.